Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dally Boys of What Culture here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. And today's issue is what needs to happen at All Out. And Sid, the speculation is rife, of course, not only in terms of the world title picture, but also the main event of All Out following the events, of course, of this week's Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, look, the way that AEW books this quarterly premium pay-per-view model, they just do the biggest match possible. They don't do B-level pay-per-views. They certainly don't have A-level quarterly pay-per-views. Masquerade is something they shouldn't be. They always feel enormous. Even if Dynamite drags some weeks, the pay-per-views are ultimately always worth it, and that is because they always book the biggest match possible. And for me, CM Punk versus John Moxley just got bigger. Um, after Dynamite, I know it's been wildly divisive. Mm-hmm. The buzz can only be a good thing. And I think we just got enough of a glimpse of how phenomenal the physical chemistry could be. It felt pissy in the beginning, and then it felt a little bit like sad. And what a dick CM Punk's been on screen of late. You felt like sympathetic towards him because, ah, oh, you know, he's just come back, recovered his foot, and now he's planted it wrongly. And the guy's gone from the biggest dick in wrestling on screen. He was such an arsehole. <laughs> to John Moxley, and that's obviously in storylines informed um, John Moxley just going, right, if you're going to be like that to me, I'm going to destroy you. He said it himself on the road too, and it was a lovely callback to, remember the pandemic? Ugh. No, we're, <laughs> st- we're still in it, goddammit, yeah. but you know what I mean? Remember the worst of it? Remember when everyone sold it anyway? Mm. Um, his wonderful thing was, look, everything's in a complete state of flux, everything's bleak, everything's utterly, horrifically uncertain. Except I'm the world champion, I'm a great guy, and I'm the certainty. And if you go back to his matches with like um, MJF and Brian Cage, he told you exactly how he was going to win and foreshadowed it. And he did the same thing on the road too. So that was a lovely little uh, little detail mm. to the storyline. Um, for me, my um, enhancement of the sequel my enjoyment, sorry, of the sequel, the imminent sequel that I think is going to happen anyway, has been like immeasurably, immeasurably enhanced. Um, I just love the idea of CM Punk being a complete and utter dick on television, completely disrespecting and waving off the challenge posed by John Moxley. John Moxley humiliating him and how CM Punk has to tie this comeback story 
into the ultimate selling performance as a babyface in Chicago. He's linked that back to his words to MJF saying, I'm trying to be a good guy. And this realistically fighting this John Moxley in this form on one foot is going to have to be the absolute best good guy babyface performance of his career. So it's all very like lush. Very detailed, and that's the only main event for me, mm. unless my esteemed fellow Dudley has got a different alternative. Well, yeah, we're just over a week away from from All Out, and and Sid said it there that the the title match on Dynamite was divisive. You and mm. I felt very differently to the way Sid felt about it. How do you see it? Could you are you could you be sold on a rematch with Punk, or would you rather see a, a different person challenge Moxley? I think, truthfully, the only thing selling me on a rematch, and ultimately, I guess these are the only things that matter, are the people involved. Uh, John Moxley versus CM Punk are the only people that could sell me on watching John Moxley versus CM Punk again. So lucky for AW, it's them. Um, this was supposedly a Moxley pitch, which has played out as he has wanted it to do. Um, CM Punk is a guy that puts an awful lot of care and thought into all of his work, short and long term. So he's probably seen how they can make this work. I think, I honestly think the all-out match is a, maybe a greater challenge than it might appear on the surface, despite the quality of the worker, despite the quality of Moxley and Punk. Um, it's going to be hard and uphill to get people to receive Moxley as a heel, even if CM Punk is the hometown babyface and indeed the injured heroic babyface. Um, Moxley is so beloved, I think it's going to be a challenge and uphill to make Punk as beloved as he typically is in Chicago. Was it um, Punk and MJF in Chicago that didn't sell out the last time they were there? The, there is sort of some precedent now, that not that the novelty's worn off, but AW's in Chicago so often and they've had their fill that maybe that crowd might not be as enthusiastic for Punk as they were uh, Impossible. at the first dance or at All Out. At like, And this is the thing improbable but maybe not impossible punk was leaning towards turning and i think a lot of fans were ready to receive him as a heel and now this will be a test of their skills now it's skills i think they have so but i think it's going to be more of a test of all of their skills to see this plan through i'm interested to watch it play out to see if they can live up to the the challenge they've set themselves um before Dynamite, we were saying we were trying to work out wh- how this match would go, and none of us forecast it would go this way. <laughs> no. And again, that in a way, regardless of what you think of the finish, and I wasn't a fan of it or how the match played out, that is a certain credit to AEW for yet again finding something that almost nobody, well, I didn't see anybody calling it going this way, but for them for finding a different way to do it. Um, the only other option beforehand, and now the only other option beyond this Punk match, is MJF. Uh, they have... Uh, a week or so now, certainly one taping left uh, to establish a new challenge. One dynamite taping left. You mm. assume the dip for rampage. One dynamite left to establish a challenger. Typically, there would be rankings. Typically, there would be the next challenger in line. But look, whoever it is, and I don't have that information at hand, whoever is currently number one in the AW rankings, with due respect to whoever that stranger is, simply isn't the pay-per-view challenger of John Moxley. So if not Punk, it simply has to be an MJF. It simply has to be an outsider, somebody that has kind of come in out of nowhere, uh, away from the kayfabe confines of the AW world title, up to and including double or nothing. Every AW pay-per-view beat its uh, equivalent pay-per-view from the prior year, going back to 2019 into 2020 and 2021. It feels like All Out won't be able to do that. If they had one match, it was the first meeting of Punk and Moxley, and that's not there anymore. So I I don't think the second match can. MJF might not be able to, and frankly, Steve Austin or somebody like that (laughs) probably couldn't do it. So without that pressure on them, 
Um, I guess they could take some risks. But I just think from a perception point of view, unless they deliver something that feels, going into it, as big as the hype did for Punk Mox 1, I think it's going to look like a failure of promotion. So simp- I think it can only be option A and option B. Dave Meltzer is reporting Punk and Moxley, so we can rely on that as much as we normally would, that that's at least the working plan. So they must have faith in Punk and Mox's ability to rise up to all these challenges they've set themselves as as elite workers, and that's what they are. You know, that mm. like... There are a few guys that I would trust with these circumstances. They're two of them. Sid, you said... Um, Can I have well, one more take on this? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, It's just come to my head. Right, you've watched Breaking Bad. Yes. You've watched Breaking yeah. Bad. A lot of people have watched Breaking Bad. But, you know, this is, applies to a lot of, like, great drama. There were so many situations where Heisenberg, Walter White, was placed into where you thought, that's it. Mm. He's done. He's either going to die. He's either going to get caught. There's no way he can escape the situation into watch him actually get away with it was incredible because you thought there was literally no way out. And there's shades of that here because what you've done is you've not only established John Moxley as even harder, tougher, more of a badass than he has been this year because he can squash CM Punk in two minutes, but now CM Punk's re-injured his foot in storylines. I love the idea of this sort of breaking bad adjacent like plot twist where it's like, if anything now, how on earth can CM Punk get this title back? And I think there's an absolutely substantial amount of drama there that will in fact sell the pay-per-view. And they are very much going to articulate this on Dynamite next week. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Sid, you said uh, when we were talking about it on our Dynamite review, 
let it play out. I've seen a lot of people say, I don't really know. You know, some people loved it, some people hated it. And I saw a lot of people saying, I don't really know how to feel about this. I'm going to make a judgment call. I think Simon Miller himself said it. When we see where the story goes from here, whether it be on Rampage, on Dynamite, or at All Out, of course, how would you feel if it's not Punk versus Mox and it is MJF in, in Punk's place? Oh, I don't actually know. I would mm. probably be... I just trust them implicitly. Like CM Punk, for all his faults at a personal level, supposed and all the rest of it, for all of Tony Khan's excesses as a booker, the fact that there are certain things he's doing where he's simply not listening, like very quickly as an aside, everyone buried the Dragon Lee thing. I don't think there was a single fan who loves AW who was like, oh my God, poor Dragon Lee. He got turned on in this white hot angle. I think everyone was basically saying that was rushed and a bit weird. We forgot to talk about it in the preview for this week's Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was just a non-issue. The timing snafus that plague Dynamite all the time. Everyone buried this, and Tony Khan listens, and AEW listen, and yet this Kip Sabian thing was a little bit like that, mm. wherein they just do this weird angle tacked on to the end of this like thrilling trios match. So for all of the like the complaints you can level at Tony Khan, I just don't think Tony Khan, CM Punk, and John Moxley, three of the smartest operators in all of pro wrestling, are, have told a story in which CM Punk looks like a bitch. <laughs> I just, especially with the ego on Punk as well. And yeah. there's no pressure on them to put the world title match on the telly. Uh, yeah, if you look at the intelligence, the ego, and the political sway, all held by CM Punk, there's just not a chance in hell that this is not going to a rematch. It's almost unheard of uh, in pro wrestling. There'll be examples, rule-proven exceptions, now I've said this out loud, but it feels almost unheard of that the wrestlers would put themselves under the pressure of having to deliver the immediate sequel as being better than the original. Like, they have placed themselves under a quite a unique spotlight here, not least when a wrestler that they was tacitly teasing turning heel has now got to revert right the way back to being the most babyface version of themselves over the desks in the office today because it is all that we can talk about is this match and the, the fallout and the permutations and all that kind of thing. I think I posed to Sidgwick, I was like, well, there's probably no worse a place for a heel turn but what if this is to facilitate the confirmation of a heel turn, the idea that Punk can't get it done? That would make some sense in the context of this specific story because we've just seen him go down and get beaten easily by John Moxley. And typically in pro wrestling, the next move would be, well, if I can't beat you fairly and I'm hurt, it is to cheat. But they have found themselves in the worst possible destination for that. It's WrestleMania 17. It's like, we, we joked <laughs> we joked coming out of recording another podcast yesterday that like, the worry is, could all out all out twenty twenty one was compared with WrestleMania seventeen as this landmark amazing pay per view. The worry is, WrestleMania seventeen represented WWE's peak. What if all out twenty twenty one represented AEW's and they never got back to those heights again? Hopefully, it won't go that way. But this is the other comparison. Yeah, if CM Punk was to um, turn heel as a result of desperate, he turned heel as a babyface and fell on it and broke his foot again. He's going to turn heel for real at the pay per view by, for example, because you've seen this knocking around MJF returning and slide in the diamond ring Punk's way to get back in his good books and help him win. Um, this is the worst destination to do it. It's the best opponent to do it against. John Moxley is a safest houses baby face, but it's the worst person to do it. So they have, again, it just goes back to all these uphill battles that I'm kind of curious to see if they can win on the night. A quick final word on MJF. If he replaces Punk in the title match, would you have him leave as champion? Yeah. Um, Can't lose it after yeah, all that. The, the whole... 
you know, there's all sorts of fantasy booking around MJF, as you've been invited to do. But the whole situation around MJF getting into this would be as a result of, like, stacking the deck against John Moxley. He gets in at the last possible moment where Moxley can't prepare, where MJF theoretically should be in the best physical shape of his life. He's, he's won the physical game, he's won the mind games. John Moxley has been the fighting champion all this time. MJF will probably cheat. He's going to do it in Chicago to rally up that specific crowd on purpose. It would have to be an MJF win, I would think. Yeah, you can't have him, after all this time, lose the world title match. It just mm. makes no sense because you kill the character immediately yeah. if you do that. Uh, one final thing as well here, Sid, when you look at All Out. I know traditionally, obviously, the world title match goes on last, and I would not be surprised if that is the case here. If not that, you've obviously got these trios titles. You've got the elite involved in that. We are presuming, and no spoilers for, for Rampage or anything going forward. We haven't read anything. But one would assume they are heading towards potentially... The Elite versus the Dark Order with maybe even Hangman Page wrestling in that match. Do you think that's the way they're going to go? And could that match headline instead? I think it's the way they're going to go. Um, as I've mentioned previously, I do love the idea tracing all the way back to the events of All Out 2019. And we talk a lot about how they're not just... AW wrestlers aren't just involved in a feud here and there. And maybe a face turn if the heel's not working or vice versa. Like They are going on long, long arcs. Mm -hmm. And when they're really well curated, there's nothing like it in pro wrestling. Hangman Page is on one of those arcs. And I love the idea of him actually physically seconding the Dark Order to the ring. Because it's the one thing the Young, the young Bucks wouldn't do at All Out 2019, three years prior. And it's just what an illustration of what like the good babyface man Hangman Page is at heart of the character anyway. Um, but he's going to be in the match because it's you know he's the best worker in the Dark Order by like miles and miles and miles. <laughs> Um, again, I haven't read the spoilers, so whatever. Um, but it's not going to main event. It's not going to main event. Like, just Tony Khan is beholden to what is, like, weirdly sort of manifested as tradition when it never really has been. I think it's, like, an invention of the modern fan if you look at various territories and all the rest. But, but whatever, it kind of, if it wasn't a fact, it's become a fact now. And it's a fact in AEW. Um, even to the detriment of the world title match, he's often gone this yeah. route. I think it's only, what, Stadium Stampede? That have been the rule proven exceptions. That's purely from a logistical point of view, I believe. Yeah, the trios match, um, at its best, could be incredible. Like the 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 minute that Kenny Omega stops the work and reveals himself or grows into himself as like this rehabilitated, like best bout machine, is going to blow the roof off the building and it's going to be incredible. So on in any other city there'd be a risk that oh there's no coming back. Like the best bout machine's back and he, he's torn off he's tore off the compression suit. He looks like he did a Dominion twenty eighteen oh my god. <laughs> that would peak most shows, but it's punk in Chicago. There's just that risk. And it is a risk because I think there's been what two AEW main events across their however many pay-per-views at this point that have been the loudest match on the show. It's actually quite rare that happens because the, the durations are so exhausting. Um, there's no doubt whatsoever that Punk Mox isn't the loudest match on the show. So there's no reason for them to main event with a trio's title. But regardless, you think the Elite crown the inaugural champions? I do, yeah. Um, all I feel like I'm presenting here are struggles for Punk and Moxley because I think this match presents them with another one. Um, this trios match, they will be aiming for this to be absolutely epic in scale and quality. Um, assuming it is going to be the elite with Hangman Page on the other side of the ring, expect a litany of incredible spots that services those that watch every single second of being the elite, plus people that have just seen every minute of Dynamite. As Sidgwick was talking, you've always mentioned the uh, buckshot into the V-trigger and the world explodes moment. Yes. I was 
was thinking of one where Kenny Omega, still struggling, still hobbling, just falls over as he did against Okada as Paige is prepared to take his head off or something like that. Because like that match, as these ones always do, will invite you to think of a million different spots and then they'll deliver a million different ones on top of that. It is going to be this incredible awakening of the Kenny Omega character physically. It's probably going to see them crowned trios champions, or if not, this incredible moment between Paige and the Bucks and Kenny Omega that people have been waiting for and wanting to see. So whilst I think it's obviously it's highly unlikely that that goes on last, it will feel every bit the main event and be yet another challenge for Moxley and Punk. Um, that world title, is, I wouldn't say it's a problem, but that it's a conundrum that I don't think Tony Khan has yet solved about how to keep the fans hot and have that world title program that suits that main event spot and stops the crowd from going quiet or feeling exhausted on some of the other things they've seen. Uh, Punk and Moxley, as with everything else, are the guys... But it's going to be fascinating to watch them live up to yet another, you know, and live up to the billing, as like mm. so few pay-per-view main events have been able to do. It is going to be a fascinating road to All Out in the next week or so. Let us know your fantasy booking, what you'd like to see go down at the show in a, a very quiet uh, wrestling weekend that weekend. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE, or in the comment section below. Like, share, subscribe. Follow all three of us on Twitter. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Uh, you can follow me at Adam Wilborn, and you can get your hands on Sidgwick's brilliant book, Becoming Only the Rise of AW on Amazon right now. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. But for now, this has been Get the Table. My thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.